Hello, darling troublemakers. Luca here from the How Not Pod. We are back. Welcome to this special archive episode featuring a chat I had back in December 2020 with the wonderful Stephanie Burrell. I originally recorded this chat for my own personal mailing list subscribers, but decided that the world needs to hear it. We'll be sharing a couple of these cute little archive episodes to ease into our grand return. More on that soon. One last thing though, please excuse the awful sound quality of this episode. This was recorded in the early dark days of lockdown, before we'd all figured out how to be home studio professionals. So enjoy it. It's very punk, it's very DIY. Stephanie Burrell is a total icon. And here we go, How Not Pod archive episode. Is it doing it? So you're going at your end and I'm going to go at mine. <clears throat> this is all very professional. Sorry, is the producer running? <laughs> Have you got that, Gary? Um, right. Hello and welcome to the first instalment of... I've no idea what I'm calling this yet, but it's the first one, so it's all very exciting. Um, I decided to start this little thing because my favourite bit of the night is when the bulk of the party is left and those that remain all clamber into one room and have that one drink too many of a weird concoction of whatever's been left in the cupboard and the real chat begins. Confessions, obsessions and simply putting the world to rights. I always wake up wishing I'd recorded some of those moments with my weird and wonderful friends. So I decided I'd do just that and offer you, my lovely mailing listers, the chance to sit in on the action. Today, for our first chat, we are joined by the incredible Steph Burrell. 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 We had a whole chat about this, but we're going to say Steph Burrell. Quite simply, she is an icon. Steph is a dancer, a movement artist, co-founder of OWO, which is a black business directory app. And if that isn't enough for you, she's currently finishing off her degree in Spanish and German at King's College in London. I think it's safe to say that we are kindred spirits who have found each other through our sheer love of creativity and the help of some wonderful mutual friends. Our most recent um, collaboration which also happens to be our first collaboration, was um, creating a lovely Christmas video. And we took Joni Mitchell's River and made something that um, I'm really, really proud of. So that'll be uh, part of this, this mailing list as well. You'll be able to go and watch that video. So please do if you haven't already. Hello, darling Steph. How's life? Tell me. I'm well. Life is good. I've just moved back to London this December after a year and a half of living away. Because I was on my year abroad. I was in... Mexico City and Berlin, which was lots and lots of fun, and then some time at home in Manchester because of coronavirus. But um, yeah, I'm well, and I'm happy to be back in London. I'm like, yeah, getting on with my dissertation, and like, it's nice to sort of just be re re rooting back in London, like where the city I came to and fell in love with. So yeah, it's interesting because so so you you're from Manchester, aren't you? Yeah, yeah. And um, we, lo- we love a northerner. We love a northerner. Maybe that's why we got on so well. I don't know. Um, yeah. But, um, yeah, so tell us about, like, your background there. And, and then, obviously, you came to London as well for, for a little while. So how did that all happen? What was that journey like? Okay, so I came to London to train as a contemporary dancer. So in Manchester, I'd always been, like, dancing, like, dancing in my room when I was little. And I went to dance school when I was small. 
and then stopped because I think I was like a very, very lazy little child and just stopped going to ballet class at 9am. I just couldn't be bothered anymore. And then I started like a local dance school when I was like 10. And then I quit that when I was like 14 because it just wasn't very good. It was just a lot of like sitting around on a Saturday morning. And then I started this like pre-vocational contemporary dance training in Manchester City Centre called Centre for Advanced Training and I did that for three years and that's where like I worked with loads of professional companies who like would make our show I did lots of contemporary training and then through that I like got the help and advice of how to like audition for dance schools than being in London and then I auditioned for Trinity Laban in South London and then I got a place and yeah I moved to London to go to dance school when I was 18 and 2016 and like met a bunch of like amazing people who are like essentially like my family um yeah but then really randomly but not random very pertinent to my life as well I dropped out after a year to study languages um yeah but once I knew I wanted to stay in London and stay living with like the friends I've made um yeah so that, and then I went on my year abroad two years after that and I'm now in my on my degree it's been a, it's been a long ride it's been a crazy journey it's it's funny because that That's um amazing is is cute because that um little family it's like they're that's kind of what brought us together in a way but um so that like we have this amazing group of mutual yeah. friends all these amazing yeah, kind of creative no. people and um it was funny because i think when i started meeting everyone you were away on your year abroad yeah. so yeah. I, I kind of heard of this kind of legend <laughs> like Steffi V oh, no. like oh, heard God. all these stories for ages and ages and I think we first kind of connected like online god it's all very modern yeah. isn't it very, very the modern yeah. world um but it was great you know when we finally got together in person because I felt like I knew you so well already and heard yeah. all these stories oh my god when we first finally met I actually remember that, that. Yeah. we were both a bit tipsy and just like I bet just, like, we ended up in souls ended up in uh, Canavans uh, yeah that was that was uh, rest in peace Canavans um, yeah. although apparently it's really dodgy like I, apparently there was lots of dodgy business going on there so maybe uh, we're quite I happy as well. so, maybe we're quite maybe. happy it's gone I don't know yeah. but um, yeah what was like we were just talking about this, weren't we? Um, about this idea of like, we've both moved from our kind of home cities and evolved as people and as people that, you know, artists and creators and been exposed to amazing things that have kind of spurred us on in our journey, i.e. life. But then coming back home always has an interesting nostalgia to it and... I feel like a slightly different person every time I come home. Um, like I'm home just now um, with my family and it, I love it. And, and there's things that I love about home and I feel like I always need to come back at certain points. But I don't think I could come back here without knowing that I was always going to go back somewhere else. Do you know what I mean? Like, um, So yeah, how do you feel about that? Like in terms of, I mean, you lived in Mexico City and then in Berlin. And do you feel like, I feel like from talking to you, you changed a lifetime in that one year in a way you know yeah I, I agree yeah I mean yeah what I shared with you 
it was a French as definitely was so yeah life changing for me. I feel like all my experiences have been like very life changing. So just London and like meeting people who like looked like me, who had similar interests to me, who like sort of didn't question like the way I was because I feel like in Manchester I feel like kind of ideas about like how black people should be and stuff a bit narrower than in London. So, like, it was so nice for me to like, just literally just be authentically myself in London and people to get that. It wasn't like, oh, like, I don't get what's going on here kind of thing. So that was one thing that was amazing for me to be, like, doing my like, weird contemporary dance stuff and, like, seeing other people just, like, yeah, this kind of weird abstract stuff and, like, to see people that look like me doing that, that was just, like, a gift that I'll always forever be grateful for. And then just, like... For me, London and, like, just, like, the way you can move about the city and it's just so, like, obviously it's huge and massive, but, like, say in Manchester, it's just not that easy to, like, travel, like, across the city. Whereas, mm. like, for me, that was so exciting, like, getting on a train into Central and, like, just, like, hopping around everywhere and that kind of, yeah, it was just that sense of freedom for me that was so exciting and, like, seeing people, like, playing music on the streets and, like, playing, like, moving band draws that, like, markets in Deptford and stuff yeah. like the fruit and veg store like and like just I don't know like meeting people at other universities like a friend of mine called Lucy like she went to Gosford's when I went to Lab and then like realizing they were like 20 minutes walk away like all these like cute things of like oh my god like like the kind of interdisciplinary interconnectedness of the city like I don't know I just have always loved that um and it was definitely like wow like there's like yeah there's things out here that I can like explore and like make the most out of and like right. connect with people and work with people and I feel like yeah I do projects with people and I think that exciting buzz of like making and creating has allowed me back when I was 18 and like throughout these years up until today to kind of learn what I want to say when like I knew I wanted to say something but I wasn't sure how and I oh think yeah 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 the buzz of like come and be in this project, come and be in this project and that kind of thing. I was like, yeah. So like kind of learning the logistics of like, say, I don't know, a film production or like a shoe or like um, an idea or just like research and development for a dance idea, kind of like been picking up a little like how it all takes along the way to then be like, okay, like now I actually know what like I want to do. So that's what I've always loved. And then Berlin, Mexico, again, just amazing like hard and difficult but amazing to like push myself in this way of like I've got to meet people who speak the languages I've paid nine grand every year to study so like I improve and do you know what I mean it's been worthwhile putting myself out there and then like finding people who also like want to make art and stuff but like also were like so kind and patient to be like yes I'll go to coffee with you and speak really slow Spanish or German with you so I can improve and like just like the kindness of those people that's still like I'm still like, oh my God, like, I can't believe it. Like, so that was just amazing to like, do that thing of like, this is a bit scary going out here and like messaging someone you've like seen on Instagram who you've like, I don't know, you see that kind of like make, like doing similar things or like interested in similar things and being like, do you want to get a coffee? And and then it pays, and then when it pays off and there's someone really lovely and they're willing to like help you with your languages, it's like. It's like, but it's it's like. What you have in any, you know, you, I guess you'd went through that in London. It's just obviously the language thing is like a whole new level of like communication or whatever. But like, you know, you find your people and you seek them out and you, you know, 
it's 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 always um really beautiful when you you just find those kind of kindred spirits and people that you connect to and i feel like you're someone that's good at that anyway and and it's no surprise that you were able to find that in these other cities as well and like you know i i, I don't think anyone would write you off for not having like speed fast spanish or german straight away like no, you're good I, no, company know, regardless see when i first arrived in the two cities so like july 2019 when I arrived in Berlin like my German wasn't good because I'd just been like I could like read academic texts to a really high level mm. and like understood the grammar so well but I couldn't like speak even mm. though like I knew I, if I, I could listen very well but I couldn't speak it's like such a different skill that just doesn't really take that kind of academic thing it's just that thing of like being there listening conversation and like, yeah. I'd be like walking to a coffee shop or like walking to a gallery like um, whilst I was on my own and kind of just like whispering like the phrases that my friends were using under my breath to like practice it like it's kind of like being a baby you have to kind of yeah, accept yeah. That. people like try to like get that like sort of fluidly going but um yeah and also another thing about moving to cities was again being able to like try out artistic things and mm. the show I told you that I was involved in in Germany this contemporary dance show in in which we also got to like do like illustration about our like lives and our experiences and it was a show about afro-german female identity and making work with like yeah like um black german women from age 16 to 60 so there's a woman who was like a big part of like this like um movement in the 80s to sort of like inscribe afro-german identity into like germany essentially and like she met like loads of yeah she was a part of like this publication that came about, this like Afro-German female publication and just hearing all their stories and getting to dance with them and also speaking in German with them, like, yeah, it's the most amazing thing. And it definitely like gave me the confidence to be like, yeah, I want to carry on dancing. And yeah, I feel like that was a, a pretty like pivotal moment for you maybe because it brought, not only were you surrounded by inspiring women and folk that you could you know connect with and resonate with that looked like you but also you'd been working so hard like doing this languages thing that you know like we all do as artists at at any point we have this kind of pondering is this what I want is this what I want to do will I ever return you know uh, is it changed and that maybe like as you say gave you confidence to keep to keep dancing and to own that you know have ownership over your talent you know but yeah and then also and then that confidence yeah it just kept growing then in 2020 when I knew I loved dancing but then it was this kind of thing about improvising and like wanting to just get back into that but I felt like every time I'd record myself it just looked so like I dance I've always I always dance on my room but every time I'd like record myself it just looked like super bad and it just I didn't know what I was doing and then I think yeah this one time in January I saw Ella post like a, a dancing video and I was like fuck it I'm just gonna post something like mm. I'm just be like yeah and just get over that kind of shame of like I can't dance when I can um and then I did that and then we were speaking then later on during lockdown and then I like did your little um, I improvised to your song so I feel like if I hadn't had the show and then if I hadn't been like in Mexico with this free time to be like I'm gonna move then do you know what I mean all these little connections kind of like it fell into place I've been the person to be like I feel like I believed in myself to be like I, I think I can bring something to you and your music. It's telling me I'm, un- I'm unstable. I'm like, tell me something I don't know. But, um, yeah, that's totally unstable. But, um, and then, because this actually all leads on really nicely. It's like, in terms of the, 
improvisation thing and then you coming to yeah. jazz music and dancing and moving to jazz music and specifically like jazz singers and like jazz vocals yeah. like I feel like you have this kind of deep kind of love for the voice and the improvisation kind of aspect yeah. of jazz and jazz singing and stories and what kind of brought you to the, I mean I, what, what happened? I, I've realised this year I've, I can literally go from the beginning so it was so in Me- when I was in Mexico City, I was meant to be studying at the university, but there was this like strike on, so I had no classes, so I had so much free time. Like I'd go and like meet people for coffee or like hang out with King's friends, but all I was just at my flat listening to music. And what I was I was listening to so much musical theatre because like it was kind of like my guilty pleasure for me, and I feel like. I've always been like, hmm, I would have loved to have actually, like, like Bobby, like, or, like yeah, like, Bobby, like, studied musical theatre. Yeah, yeah, don't rain on my parade. I'm so much of a dancer. I think I just, like, I don't know, I feel like I needed that. I feel like contemporary dance has more of a, like, scope for, like, just weird nuances of expression. Right. Which maybe musical theatre is a bit more limited because it's about the voice, it's about acting, like, that kind of thing. Whereas, and I think that's what's drawn me to, like, contemporary dance in terms of, like, just like loads of different modes of expression, but I feel like I love like the like yeah, just that, that really over explicit to the audience expression, which I actually love. Um, but yeah, but sometimes I've found like some songs didn't like hit me so well. So I don't know, a bit too corny. Even though I do love corny, fabulous mm. things as well. And I was listening to a lot of that in um, Mexico City. And then in lockdown, I carried on, but then. I was like watching loads of documentaries about jazz and stuff just because I had free time. Because again, I was still in my year abroad, on my year abroad when I was at home in Manchester. So I didn't have uni work. So I just had so much free time when I was at home. So I was just doing lots of like listening to jazz music and like watching documentaries and stuff like that. And then I just, oh my God, I went on a playlist you made. I think it was about your album. Like to like support your inspiration for your album, right? Yeah, and yeah. yeah. You got Bridget, Bridget Barraha. Brigitte, yeah, yeah, Brigitte Barraha, yeah, yeah. One yeah. of my lovely um, teachers. And you put, um, what was it? Um, Desafinado, mm. the like, and um, Bossa Nova track. And I loved how like she just like really enunciated all the words, and I was like, wow, this Portuguese language song in English, mm. and like the way in which she like accents accents it like um. Like the way she goes, like rich, like yeah, I don't yeah, know, yeah, yeah, yeah. like now the illustration doesn't seem so rich, and it kind of I was like, this is kind of like musical theatre, like I don't know, I could imagine on stage like someone telling it to the audience, it's and then playful. I just kept listening out for like jazz type jazz songs that kind of just had this like musical theatre, like storytelling, like I'm telling you what's going on, kind of flat, kind mm. of thing that wasn't trying to be like abstract, like it was just yeah, and it, like kind of just me create this world of like the stage and that kind of thing and like people I don't know maybe doing some like yeah glam kicks and stuff like that I wish you so all could see think- what Steph's <laughs> giving us right now I wish they could see you know the way you're kind of because your body <laughs> expresses yeah, it so on. well you know there's arms in the air there's statues I kept listening out for songs like that and then I was finding other songs that weren't in English like yes yeah, so Bossa Nova tracks and then also some tracks in Arabic and then um, and then I started this playlist called Show Tunes, which was, mm. yeah, my kind of world of, like, 
jazz songs. I had this kind of, yeah, musical theatre inflection, but with some from around the world, creating this kind of thing of like this world stage of like performers from all around the world, or like all the performers like go to Mars and do this show. I don't know, just some, what's going on in my head. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then um, I was dancing to a track by Sharice, that singer, her yeah. song Violet Nights. Yeah, oh, that's so like. And like the way she enunciates is also kind of like nods to musical theatre but then it also has this kind of like element that like I want to do this like fan stuff but then also kind of like twist it a bit mm. yeah so then I have a friend she's actually from Manchester but we connected in Berlin and she's a composer and she goes to lots of like cabaret and drag shows in Berlin and then we had a zoom actually when I was at home where she was playing the piano and then I was like yeah playing with a sense of like sexiness and like 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 making parts of the body that weren't like sexy like sexually charged like how could I like imagine I was like caressing some kind of like female female form like around my knees or something just that thing of trying to like turn it on its head just because we both identify like we were saying we both identify with being like sexy but then like understanding that like this kind of femme sexiness is actually a universal thing and can look so different on so many different people and that's right. like, the best thing about it mm. um yeah and then from that I was just like yeah I want to carry on doing this kind of like not to musical theatre like but then not to contemporary with like the abstract kind of movement and like also with the ballet and like also parallel contemporary lines but also with this kind of like grand show kind of person with this like yeah just like imagining I'm singing to an audience on like a proscenium arch stage yeah yeah was, like, absolutely a gallery doing some weird shit I think you know it's <laughs> and then so... just the music I'm trying to mirror and then I've just been like practicing and then I suppose dancing to is it called the man that got away oh yeah was... the man that got away yeah 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 like, so that was like yeah a big kind of practicing moment for me and oh, it's glad. just like when you send me that clip on Facebook Messenger I was so inspired <laughs> I'm not gonna lie I sent it to so many people because I was like oh my god I'm so inspired so I, I love yeah, that and, that then, was, and yeah. then I've just kind of been thinking of things and so no, you go you go sorry I think it's interesting this um light you know at like jazz college people say oh you know I, I've always had this oh you you're maybe on, you're on the right side of musical theater you know there's a there's this line fuck knows who's drawing it or who's choosing where it goes yeah. but there's this thing oh don't go too much into musical theater and it's like well interesting because a lot of American songbook tunes were musical tunes you know they were from musicals you know Ellington wrote Jump for Joy the musical you know and you know Rogers Hammerstein the Cole Porter it was all musical and it was all unapologetically grand and showy yeah. Yeah. and I you know I don't think that jazz singers have have to hone the same skill set that a lot of musical theatre singers do um, and I'm not saying they sound the same but why are we scared to embrace that you know if you look at Cecile McLaurin Salvant like she is the most theatrical like musical theatre inspired jazz singer around and then Nancy Wilson was the same and it, it was a show you know like Nancy Wilson singing the greatest performance of my life is literally you know you could have Meryl Streep or you know Jennifer Holiday like giving you the same thing so it's it's very interesting it's kind of blurred line that thing of say like in the contemporary world I remember just 
when I was training, people used to say, like, don't dance to, like, commercial songs or anything like that. And obviously, I'm not necessarily dancing to, like, the most commercial songs, but say, in, like, the pop world, but I think you could do some really interesting dancing to, like, a pop song or the contemporary movement and something of, like, don't be too, like, you know, it has to be all, like, muted and toned down and lines. And I feel like, no, if you want to say something that is in line with, like, grandiosity, why not? If that's speaking to you, like, I think... Don't, if someone's into that, you shouldn't hold yourself back. Maybe it all gets a bit highbrow and we take ourselves too seriously, you know? Yeah. I think everything, I think when you go and study, things can get conservatoirized, you know? They're kind of yeah. like, it's like, you you uh, you know, so you need to be careful that you're not stopping yourself from doing more than you're kind of inspiring yourself to do it's like you can end up saying your to yourself you know no to so many things and then you realize that you've not said yes to anything in terms of what you're allowing yourself to do and create you're like oh i can't do that and i can't do that and i can't it's like well what are, are you actually saying yes i can do that and yeah. if that means dancing to a pop song or whatever then do it yeah that's so that's like very true actually like what can i say yes to and i think that's kind of i think i had a bit of that mm. uh, that when I was at dance school, I was like, oh, I can't do that, I can't do this, I can't do that, and I don't know how to do that. When I, and then I think that's why going on, like, doing my degree was so important because it's literally allowed me, like, it's literally taken me to, like, other parts of the world to be like, oh, I'm so interested in this and kind of realising I'm so interested in drawing the connections of, like, performers in Mexico and, like, performers in the America and, like, performers in the Americas of, like, the, of um, Africa in of like the African diaspora and yeah, like yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean making these dots and like I don't know kind of painting this like network of like performers around the world and like trying to sort of show that with it's, my dancing it's really interesting like in a way by leaving dance school and doing something that has been another interest of yours and taking you around the world has informed so much of your dancing yeah, you know, yeah, and, and yeah, your art. Which I didn't realise at first, but, like, obviously, like, first year I didn't, but then, yeah, just slowly but surely. And actually, looking back on my first year of uni, I did this module in my Spanish department called Global Iberius, which was about the Spanish and Portuguese-speaking world. So it wasn't just about Spain and Portugal, it was about, like, West Africa, so Angola, Mozambique, mm. Brazil, all of the Americas, like, talking about the United States and its relationship to Mexico, and then realizing that oh my god there's all these um professors and academics that are writing about like the music and like how like radio and like the dissemination of like samba music and how that was related to the dictatorship and like this thing of like wait there's actually a space where like you can like get really into like, the artistic side and i didn't realize right. that before going to university that's why so i thought i'd like shut off both doors and actually like yeah through i'm so happy for my course at king's because it showed me that like there's so many ways they can like intermesh and like yeah there was a little there was a little secret route that you've discovered that brings them together beautifully yeah Yeah, definitely and you you know that's also obviously like I think we speak we've spoken a lot about um just telling your story through your your art and like I think there's a really important kind of I don't know, important discussion to be had about whether art always has to be something that is saying something politically. But I think for me, what I find comfort in is like saying, well, it's about telling a story. And if part of my story 
exist politically, then so be it. But I'm going to just continue to tell these stories. And, you know, I know that you're kind of, you know, we speak about that and it kind of has led you on to bring it into other aspects of your life, like co-founding OWO, which is, you, hopefully you'll tell us a bit more about it, that um, a black business directory app, yeah, in development. Um, yeah. And that, that's something, I mean, how, what encourages you to wake up the, in the morning and say, this is what I'm doing today? And that happened, you know? Like, it's amazing. I suppose, I suppose like, yeah, the app is like something so, so dear to me and something that I've always been thinking about. Not like actually the actual app and making mm. it, but just this stuff to do with like yeah economic empowerment and like sort of like agency yeah agency and like tools to help for someone to help themselves and like yeah just kind of that thing of like self-help and sort of like restoring justice and everything like that and I suppose yeah with my friend Deji who like is also a musician but also went to university and I feel like we've just also like kindred spirits yeah um yeah well during the Black Lives Matter protests this year I suppose yeah we were just having lots and lots of chats and stuff and then yeah we were talking about kind of like economic justice and like that kind of thing and then we were like why don't we start an app for like businesses in the UK but not just but with this kind of other element of yeah self-help tools in terms of like we want to start like making resources to teach people about taxes about like financial agency about the history of black economics and also just yeah so it's not just about like oh yeah like get your hair products or get your t-shirt from that and that's it it's like it's deeper and like more philosophical than that and kind of sort of start a movement so to say of like not in a kind of segregation way but just more in a like how can we inspire the generations on of like yeah building more black networks right. in Europe and stuff in but not again not in a separationist way but just in like a so there's more opportunity for everyone and everyone feels represented it's empowerment and yeah that kind of thing so yes and I suppose that I just feel very very passionate about and we actually had lots of conversations during lockdown about um like we were talking about the European Union. Mm. And then we were talking, and then we were kind of talking about imagination and like Afrofuturism. And then we were sort of saying like, oh, and we were talking about Britain leaving and like the crying shame and just talking about like the importance of language learning. And, and we were saying, talking about like, yeah, black people in the European, like in the diaspora in Europe, like mm. French speaking black people and German speaking black people and like la la la. And then talking about how they all know English too. And then we were saying how like, you know, it's such a shame for young people in this country to be like even more cut off to like that point of like taking yourself out of your position and learning a new language new culture um whatnot so then we were like oh imagining like this like afro-european economic community and like Mm. what would that mean and like imagining then like and i suppose it links to like my dancing and this kind of this like imagining this world in my head of um like say if there's an afro-european economic community then maybe like tv networks could be born out of it and then like this kind of like afro-european collaboration of like i don't know imagining like a world in which like um yeah like in schools like any child black or white asian la 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 but like maybe on a rainy day you'd get like the tv out i mean this is so old school and it'd be like i don't know you'd watch some like yeah the tv on wheels French, German, British TV network thing about, I don't, do you know what I mean? And we were just like having, imagining all these things. And then that's kind of like, I feel like 
knowing that maybe this world can exist one day is kind of yeah this impetus for like we've got to do it absolutely and I think what everything that you know you're involved in is so beautifully connected because then when you're saying so you've got this business empowerment resource that can then ultimately lead to you know production of and and promotion of art and and creativity and it's like everything is so linked and then again across Europe what you know in terms of languages and cultures and it's amazing everything's so beautifully um beautifully linked in your life and and in you and you are you in all of these contexts you know I think there's something so genuine about everything that you put your mind to and it's and it's so kind of direct it's like you know it's it's like it is what it is and you are who you are and you're not trying to be anything or trying to do anything it's like it's just you and it's beautiful it's so important um you know my so beautifully you as well and i think that's why we also connect as well yeah i suppose maybe yeah absolutely my next question was um like what does 2021 hold for you but I feel like you've literally just given us like the next 10 years of your life but is there anything you know immediately that because I also think you know we're so we're recording this like a couple of days after Christmas you know heading into the new year and we are about to be hit with every capitalist bullshit diet plan you you what productivity join the rat race we need to be doing all the time so I kind of thought I don't want to like ask that question in a way that's like tell me all these things that you're going to promise that you'll do but like it what what, you know just generally if it's like I'm going to wake up tomorrow and I don't know cook a nice meal like what what is on the horizon yeah for me I think it's just practicing being a calm more peaceful person and like practicing like giving care to myself a lot more Mm. and I think I've always I think I have this maybe like a whole like female guilt of like ah like I need to like self-sacrifice to help others all the time all the time and then I'm kind of realizing like I don't have to and I'm I'm excited for yeah 2021 means like even though I feel like I am like in tune with myself in terms of my interests and my passions as we just spoke about but just that other thing of like yeah just that other side of self-care of like what does it mean to like stop and think about like just like on an everyday like minute scale like what do I need kind of thing yeah 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 trying to put that into practice and also read a bit more Mm. because even (laughs) because I feel like all my I used to read so much like pre moving to London obviously I've read lots for uni but just like yeah I was gonna say I feel like you're reading all the time (laughs) honestly not it's obviously I'm reading for university but just like like sitting like I wouldn't say like a hobby of mine is to sit down with a book and okay. do my course because I feel like my head's always like buzzing yeah I feel like part of that is because we are so run around ambitious yeah. souls <laughs> that the thought of sitting down with a book is almost like guilt isn't it yeah. it's like why yeah, am I sitting yeah, down exactly. with a book that's it's a treat like, and then I just want to kind of get more in tune with that and read a bit more and be more peaceful obviously still keep all our crazy ambitious stuff going that yeah. like we all love but yeah in terms of not answering that kind of thing I suppose that's yeah on the horizon being a bit more peaceful and also seeking out like independent businesses to buy like natural wines from. oh I, listen we can do that one together honey let's go yeah. shopping um what a beautiful note to end on well listen i hope i see you soon for for a wine somewhere yeah. and thank you so yeah. much for being a part of this i love you so much i love you so much Luke, right. and i'm Speaks- so so happy
that we've entered each other's lives. I feel like it's super exciting now. Like, Woo! It's literally just the beginning. Yeah, just the beginning. Watch out, world. We're coming. All right, yeah. darling. Speak soon. Okay, goodbye.